Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's shaking, Logan? Yeah, well, it's uh, fall football. We got we've talked about that plenty of times. What are you looking at? Is that a new shirt? It is a new shirt. <laughs> that is nice. Like, oh, that is nice. That is nice. Yeah, Dude, Macy's. Could... Wow. Sales. Sales. Okay, yeah. I really like it. It looks mm-hmm. soft. I. It's you're too far to reach. If you were watching this, he has a very nice light blue shirt on that. Looks really sharp. Really sharp. Don't touch! Stepping it up. That's good. I'm glad to see that. It's good. And <laughs> What's nice. going on with you? The What's fam? going on with me and the fam? Not much. Took in the UK game uh, this past weekend, which by the time this airs will be weeks ago. Hopefully by the time this airs, we're 3-0. and Should be. Should be 4-0. I mean, I don't know. Anyways, uh, it was <laughs> phenomenal. It was great. Great to see the game. Family's doing well, back in school, about to start the swim season. I mean, all the things, bro. All the things. I just called you bro. <laughs> all the things. <laughs> How about you? How's yeah. your car situation? Oh, my goodness. Uh, this is like the evolving door of car situations. I always have some and kind You of bought a problem. new car. So and we it, bought a new and car. And it broke. Because, because, you're, because, because my the, wife is driving to Louisville, yeah. and I wanted to make sure that that car was reliable, yeah. wouldn't have issues. Well, and new cars and used car prices probably in the in the entire history of automobiles is the first time that you could basically buy the same, yeah. you know, pay the same amount of money and get a brand new car. With a super low interest rate yeah. that is not ridiculous like some of the, the used cars. So we did all that in hopes that... One, she wouldn't have to do any maintenance, and any maintenance was covered for like three years or whatever it was with a warranty. So I get a call. We have had this car for like two months. I get a call on Friday of last week. She's in the parking lot of the grocery store. Car won't start. Great. All right. That's fantastic. So I go call AAA or whatever. They come out. They uh, have it jumped when I get there. And we get the car home, and the guy's like, yeah, it's probably not an issue. There might have been a light on or something like that. So I'm like, okay, I'll drive it around a little bit more and, and see what's the issue. So next morning, UK football game. I'm actually coming to your tailgate to come see you. I'm about halfway there. Go to the gas station, fill up the car with gas, and it won't start back up. It had to be five minutes that the car was off. It was mm. ridiculous. So stuck in a parking lot again. My parents are luckily coming in at the same time. We jump it again. Then I drive it, drop it off at the dealership, and it's been at the dealership for like five days and uh, have to get a new battery and all kinds of things. So It's been at the dealership for five days to get a new battery? Yep. What? So dropped it off Saturday, uh, Labor Day weekend. So we had like three days that they weren't there. Then yesterday they called me and they were like, oh, it's going to be a week before you get it back. I was like, absolutely not. It will not be a week. So... They're going to give it to me this morning. Sometime this uh, mid-morning afternoon, <laughs> hopefully. Wow. I so, am sorry you're going through that. It I, will get I, better. I have car issues all the time. It will get better. This I is the same you. car that like three weeks ago, brand new tires, got a nail in it, took it to the tire place. It was in a spot where they had to replace the tire. Mm. I'm living. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well... Consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds, <laughs> brother. Go, all true. right. Uh, we got a really good question today. Well, first of all, some housekeeping. This podcast and all podcasts sponsored by Jewel Financial, J-O-U-L-E Financial, 
Com. Visit us on the web. Learn more about our wealth development program. It's under services. So if you're an avid listener to DIY and you have a complex situation and you need a second opinion, regardless of where you are, we'd love to we'd love to chat with you and maybe uh, maybe we can help. Maybe there's a fit, and if not, that's okay too. Uh, so again, visit us on the web and learn more about our services. If you ever thought maybe I do need to work with a financial advisor, well, maybe we're for you. Maybe not. We'll go from there. Uh, what else? All the social stuff's rocking, DIY Money Podcast. I talked about this already a few episodes ago, but if you haven't listened to the Lauren Jacobs Cheerful Baker interview, you need to. It's great. Uh, it's phenomenal. We got another one coming up with Jacob Thompson, previous student of mine turned runner extraordinaire. I mean, he was always an extraordinary runner, but um, you know, one of the best in the United States and now uh, running a successful business, training, training young people uh, in the way of the runner. He's phenomenal. That is going to be a great interview. I'm looking forward to that. So I'm really, I love the the DIY money lifestyle interviews. It's so much fun to do, and I hope people find as much value as, as I've enjoyed doing them. But uh, yeah, send us the questions. Hit us up on the social. And reviews. We need some reviews. Oh, heck yeah, we need reviews. Hit us up uh, on the reviews on iTunes. We got a question from Lance today. What do you got? DIY! Hi, DIY Money Crew. Lance from Minneapolis here. Today, I have a question about Roth IRAs and excess contributions. I have a Roth that I started prior to getting married, and I make automatic monthly contributions to the Roth. After getting married, I continued the automatic monthly contributions, but my issue is my wife and I have since started filing our taxes married but separate for student loan repayment purposes. I have learned that the income limits for Roth IRA contributions with this tax status are incredibly restrictive. My questions for you are, do you know how I should go about rectifying my excess contributions for the past three or four years? And also, what investment vehicle would you maybe consider I shift towards with these contributions while I wait for my tax status to change? Anything you can share would be greatly appreciated. Thanks for all that you do. Keep up the great work. Okay, I want to clarify so that I understand what we're talking about here because I'm a I'm a little confused. I know you've done some homework on this. You you probably can shed a little bit more color. Well, I'll just ask you what 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 the heck is he talking about? Yeah, so my understanding is what Lance and his wife are doing is basically they are married filing separately, and they're doing so so that. I'm guessing his wife makes less money than him, and she has some student loans that are outstanding. She's on a student loan repayment plan, and if they had their joint income that factored into that student loan repayment plan, they'd be paying significant amounts to basically the payments. But with the lower income, filing separately makes those payments significantly lower for his wife. So what has happened is now that they're married filing separately, his Lance's income is too much and he's been contributing to a Roth IRA over and above the amount that he's able to because he's over the income limit, which the phase out I think starts at about 138,000 on married, married filing separately. The same thing as a single filer um, versus when you're joint, the um, income amount that you can have starts phasing out. I think at like 218, 220 on your household income. Is it safe to assume that they're going to that they're going to do this now, meaning married filing separately and then 
and once they start these repayment plans, they're then going to turn around and and file jointly so, thereafter. So that's I think what he's saying. And here's a, just a caveat I want to put in there, Lance. There's a lot of different situations that can come from repayment plans and paying back money. Your wife could have an opportunity to have a company pay for some of her student loans, which makes sense with the strategy you're doing, or she might be on a program that pays off those loans. Ultimately, though, you guys are eventually going to come back in married filing jointly, I would think. Uh, that would make the most sense. But if you're going to do this for a significant amount of time just to have lower payments, I would potentially rethink that situation in order to just pay off the debt. I mean, if you guys have excess money that's coming in each month, if you're high earners, if you're budgeting, if you're saving, I'd pay off the debt as quickly as possible. And again, there's caveats. I mean, you could have a company paying for it. There could be some other situations where this really makes sense, and I'm sure you've ran the numbers. But when it comes to student loans like this or car loans or something like that, you can game the system and and do some different things to get lower payments, but ultimately it's your debt. You got to pay it off. So if that's the situation... I would maybe rethink, file jointly, get some of the benefits that come with that, and pay off the stinking debt. But again, I mean, I, I know that there's a lot of caveats there. I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna make some assumptions, which are always dangerous. But I'm gonna assume that if I understand this correctly, we're gonna we're gonna marry filing separately, and we're gonna get on these repayment plans. And if that's the case. Once that's on the repayment plan and your income level changes, I mean, your, your repayment plan doesn't change. It actually, they typically do look back at it. Now, they kind of readjust each year based on income increasing. So so I then would have to and make sure the, the question is posed, have you really run these numbers? It's true. For being phased out of a Roth and you're, you're going to pay more tax like it's not as favorable the tax for the brackets sing- for him basically if he's the higher earner the cumulative be- dollar amount meaning we had this question before yeah and somebody said oh i thought we were going to be paying less tax when we were married and what the woman who sent in the question she wasn't doing was kind of adding up the total amount so i i mean he's probably sitting there thinking guys i already did the math like i it, it yeah. makes sense so i got to give you a little benefit of the doubt but i would have to see the math right and what i mean by that is i would have to see i would put i would run the math with in comparison to the lost opportunity cost of a tax free roth ira contribution growing Every, you know, not just one year, but if it's right. going to con- continue every year thereafter. So what's the what's the difference in that, right? Now, getting to your original question, you're phased out of a Roth. Okay, so <laughs> let's get back to the original question. And it kind of goes back to what Mary had asked with the pros and cons of a backdoor Roth. I have experienced that in the past, and I... I don't I don't know. I, and then I have a rollover IRA and I can't do it because it's pro rata contribution and so I did I mean I liked the 529 strategy. I I'm probably a little bit more excited about this than most, but I put money, we've talked about this on other shows. My wife and I put money in a 529 plan. It's going to sit there for 15 years and then we're going to convert it to a Roth. I hopefully am going to change our health plan this year to be able to contribute to an HSA. I'll be participating in the HSA and saving my receipts and get the triple tax benefit on an HSA. Uh, Any additional monies we put in taxable investment accounts, and I tax manage those, so hopefully I never pay 
capital gains because any long-term capital gains I donate, I replenish that with donated money, yada, yada. And I tax manage so I don't pay you know income tax on gains, short-term gains. So I don't know. Yeah, the, the couple things I'll add. If you've made excess contributions to a Roth when you're already over the income limit, you can call your custodian. So call Fidelity, call Charles Schwab, call whoever it is that you have the money housed at, and you can get that re basically put into a different account. You can get it recharacterized into a different account. Now, if you do not have a financial plan, you don't have a plan, a retirement plan with your employer, then you could potentially just open up a traditional IRA and then get those contributions recharacterized into the triple IRA, traditional IRA. Make sure you talk to your accountant. Make sure your accountant or whoever's filing your taxes is on the same page and understands what you're doing and that you're moving those contributions from a Roth to the traditional IRA when you do that, because that can get a little bit complicated. And you want to make sure that you're covered if you ever get audited or if there's ever um, an IRS that they look into something like that. But as far as that goes, in the future... Obviously, there's a lot going on with this question. Quint just talked about the 529. We always talk about a joint investment account. Maybe you guys have to do that in individual accounts if you're married filing separately and things are a little bit confusing. But putting that money into just taxable amounts that is saving and growing, especially if you're doing Roth contributions on top of already putting into an employer-paid plan, I would consider doing a brokerage account before potentially funding another retirement account, doing a backdoor Roth IRA. We have people all the time that are like, oh, I just need to do backdoor Roth IRA contributions. I'm already maxing out my 401k. I want to get more into the Roth. Does that really make sense in your plan? It might not. It really might not because there might be goals on the horizon. We talk about someone that's retiring at age 55 and they want to have money and and the availability to get at that before 59 and a half when you have retirement age. So, you got to have a plan. You got to have an understanding. And I think what Quint said is so crucial is running opportunity cost when you're making these strategic decisions. None of us want to pay the government more than what they're owed. We don't want to pay more in taxes than what we should. But if you're running these different strategies and trying to save on taxes or trying to save on student loan payments or different things, make sure you're running the opportunity cost of some of the things that you're missing out on by doing those strategies. You can do it. Excellent. That's a great way to summarize it. Lance, we'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Hopefully, you've found some value in our answer. And remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.